Main Stage, Music Without Borders, your weekly connection to the best in world and folk music on UMFM. My name is John Prentice. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome to the show. That was the McDades with our old intro to the show. And it's appropriate today because we are interviewing Solon McDade and playing music from their long-awaited third album, just released, called The Empress. The McDades, one of my favorite groups, are a Juno Award-winning Celtic fusion group from Edmonton. I got a little nudge from Solon a week or so ago asking if I would give some airplay to the new album, and yes, I certainly would. With uh, persistence, ingenuity, and hard work, the band has forged this new album leading up to and during COVID, filled with intimacy and intricacy. Before we get to the interview, here's a song from the album. This is Willie Riley from The Empress by the McDades on Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM. Oh, early one morning, so sound as I did sleep, I heard the voice of my love a-calling up my feet. Rise up, Willie Riley, and come away with me unto that forest. Country land and married we will be. I'll leave my father's dwelling, forsake my mother's feet, go through a howling wilderness and married we will be. Her father followed after with seven well armed men, overtaken was poor Riley. Thank you. 
On their website, themcdades.com, it says, Punching through the walls of tradition, the McDades, Celtic music fuses the spontaneity of jazz improvisation and the infectious global rhythms. Juno Award-winning band, the McDades, are excited to announce the release of their third album, The Empress. The band consists primarily of three siblings, Shannon, Jeremiah, and Solon McDade. And I'm so happy to have Solon on the line. How are you in wintry Montreal? I'm great, John. How are you doing? Great. Good. So the album, is it fair to say long time coming? <laughs> <laughs> that would be an understatement. Yeah, it, it has been a long time. Um, it's It's been a, a process with lots of ups and downs, but uh, we're, we're really excited to, to be to be able to share the music with people and, and to be able to, to get it out now and, and uh, play the music for people too. Well, we had a great chat. I was just telling you before we started, I love the interview at Canmore almost 10 years ago, but you shared some great insights about your motivation and the joys of performing. And we could just pick it up from there. But <laughs> for those that uh, don't know you at all, the group, Maybe we should just start with, could you tell us about the McDades? The McDades, the, 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 uh, the saga of the McDades. Uh, <laughs> well, we're, we're a family band um, made up of myself, uh, my sister, Shannon, and my brother, Jeremiah. And then uh, almost inevitably, we have a few friends with us when we're, when we're performing. Usually, uh, we play live as a five-piece, but sometimes it can can actually be up to a six or seven piece depending on the occasion. And um, it, we grew up uh, playing with our mom and dad in a band that, that was called the McDade Family Band. Uh, we're not we're not super creative when it comes to to naming our projects. Um, and our parents really instilled in us a love of music and uh, an appreciation of of. Uh, creativity and and collectivism and kind of playing uh with other people and um we we've we've done that all our lives really since we were little kids we've been playing music with with people but what we found is that most often the most gratifying and the most sort of satisfying for us is actually playing together so often we'll we'll go away and somebody might be on tour with another musician or or play, playing with another project uh, we all have our own little projects that we that we work with, and we all support other artists um, 
in their touring and their recording. But but then we get this kind of longing to be back together and working together, and and there's a real satisfaction that comes from from playing with our, our uh, siblings. That that um, not not to say that it isn't satisfying to play with other people, but it, it's just the feeling of looking on the stage and seeing your brother, or seeing your sister, that is uh, very special. And so um, it has. This recording has taken a while for us to to release, um, for a variety of reasons. But but uh, we're really excited about getting the chance to share that, and we're really proud of the music that we uh, that we've recorded because it's something that um, we feel like it kind of captures where we are right now, and it also captures a lot of the experiences that we've had over the last uh, 10, 15 years of playing together. Well, you've been you've been uh, you're saying you're playing individually or as a group with other people. One thing I've enjoyed in the last year or two is uh, you've been playing with Maria Dunn, right? Joyful Banner Blazing. Is that the name of her last album? Or? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's that's an album that was actually produced by Shannon as well. Uh, my sister has produced all of I think she's produced seven albums for Maria. So uh, that's that's another partnership that we've had and, and uh, um, have been really excited to to work with maria and to to write, work on her music and 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 share in her creativity too joyful banner blazing certainly has a has the mcdade feeling <laughs> in it for sure i'm sure maria's happy about that too yeah um yeah. so and then your your father terry uh christmas albums and appearances uh been going continuously or- yeah yeah we work with our dad uh, often, but the main focus uh, when we can all get together and and kind of work intensely together is uh, usually in December uh, around a, a series of Christmas concerts that we do, um, which we are doing again this year in Edmonton. And um, he he and my sister started that about I think maybe twenty five years ago started doing Christmas concerts and we've slowly just, it's grown and grown and grown. So now it's a, it's a five piece band that, that does these shows. And, um, it's become a real tradition for many families in Edmonton and, and, uh, we'll be heading out there. Uh, I'm in Montreal now, but I'll be going out there in a couple of weeks to start that, uh, that project. And, and again, it's, it's such a special thing. And my wife joins us on guitar. So it's, uh, my brother, sister, my dad, and my wife and we we get to play for a few weeks in december and uh you know celebrate christmas together and have our families together it's it's super exciting so i'm looking forward to that so you are separated physically there uh by being in montreal um but there must have been something how did it finally come together where you were going to have the time and was it just a specific window of time that you had to do the album maybe tell me about that uh well the album uh, because of COVID, uh, um, the album took longer. So we started recording this um, two and a half years ago. And then um, we were in the studio in March of, uh, what was it, 20, 2019, I guess, or 2020, whatever that March was where the, the shutdown happened. And uh, in Montreal, we were here in a studio and, and they literally just said, okay, we have, we have to shut. Uh, and uh, so we, that, that put a pause on the record. And then um, because of the distance and we weren't sure about touring, we were kind of waiting, uh, hoping that we could have more of a, a tour support for the release. Uh, so the record's been done for for quite a while, but we haven't uh, released it until now. Um, uh, 
And uh, yeah, so it's, we're kind of looking at this like a, a, a reconnection with people who like our music and a, and a reintroduction for people who maybe don't know us, or an introduction, I should say. Um, um, because we haven't done an album in quite a while. And so um, we're, we're figuring this, we're going to take our time releasing this album, contacting people, and we're trying to do it in a, in a fairly personal way where, where as you know, uh, we're contacting people directly and saying, hey, you know, we've got this new record and uh, we're doing it ourselves. Um, and um, we're hoping you know, we've already got the material for another record. Uh, so we're, we're going to have this record and then, uh, hopefully in the next 18 months, we'll be releasing a, a fourth record. Um, so that, that's wow. sort of okay. our, our plan for the next little while. Of course, you know, the pandemic is throwing kind of wrenches mm -hmm. into all the best laid plans that we have, but, uh, we're, we're trying to just have fun, play music, be together, be creative and uh, hopefully some people will uh, will enjoy the music and and we'll we'll get to play for them so so then the tour tour that usually comes with the, a new album release is it's not really solid yet but that doesn't matter really is that how you're feeling or well i think that rather than looking at the window of like 12 months or 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 less even for for supporting a release we're because of the pandemic we're looking at it more like an 18 month kind of thing where we'll, we, we're not panicking about the next few months. We have a tour in March uh, in, in Alberta, and then in April we're playing some shows in British Columbia. And then this summer we have, uh, the summer of 2022, we have some, some festivals booked across Canada and the States. So, you know, it's, it's something that is going to take maybe six months to get the ball rolling and, and really get, get the album out there, you know? Okay, so let's play some music. <laughs> yeah the title cut uh tell us about the empress so this is a tune that uh, was brought the the kind of core part of it was the, the process for our band is that uh, usually one person will come to the group with um a kind of core idea for a song maybe it will be uh, a very well fleshed out idea where they have many parts or maybe it'll be some melodic ideas or some chord changes or something. And then we work collectively and we, we kind of flesh it out and we, we, we come up with the final thing. Um, and this song was written by my brother as a tribute to my sister, Shannon. And, um, she's on the cover of the record. That's her image that you see when you, when you look at the album cover. Um, and it's called The Empress, and it was written in Banff at the Banff Center for the Arts. Uh, we were there together uh, doing like a sort of re retreat, music creativity retreat. And um, we were meeting in the morning and playing, and then we would stop and have lunch and maybe do like a yoga class together or go swimming or do different uh, things. And then in the afternoon, we would uh, write either as a group or individually. And um, this is one of the things that came out of that process was, was the song, The Empress. <laughs>
reminder, you're listening to an interview with Solon McDade of the McDades about their new 2021 album, The Empress. So uh, before we go on to uh, more music, I, w- I want you to tell me about the beautiful artwork <laughs> on the album, the uh, imagery. Is that who did that? That's an, uh, um, a designer um, in Edmonton named Jeff Sylvester, and uh, he also did um, the cover for um, Maria Dunn's record that you had mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, and he did the cover for our first our, our second album, Bloom. Um, we just love, he's very creative, very interesting uh, person who, who we find is just so good to talk to about ideas about, you know, now music is becoming not just an oral uh, thing that we consume, but often it's a visual thing too. And, and um, the cover of an album is really like, we think of that as being the very first impact that we'll have on somebody who might listen to it. Um, You know, before they hear a note, they're often seeing the cover of the album. And so um, we like to have powerful images. The Empress is uh, kind of a two-folded idea for us because um, we were talking about this being our third release, and, and then we realized there are three of us in the group, and we start to think about the number three and sort of the, uh, the sort of symbolism that is associated with three. And then we came up with the tarot card, which the third card in the tarot deck is the Empress. And so this cover is kind of a combination. If you look at the cover, there's, there's a circle with many images, uh, in, in many, many symbols in the circle. And all of those symbols are symbols for the number three. And, um, the the empress is my sister Shannon who's on the cover, and so we sort of uh, went with a uh, Art Nouveau inspired cover. So uh, it would be kind of reflective if you've been to Paris. You know, you see those cool metro stations and uh, all of the beautiful artwork and and furniture that came out of the Art Nouveau uh, movement. And so we were inspired by that and uh, added that in there. Well, you know, I'll just throw in right now that. Uh you know uh, the uh videos that you've done are excellent uh, of course credit to whoever the video producer is there or whatever but they uh if you can seek those out uh they're great to watch for all most of these new songs uh there's one there i think that actually shot uh as long ago as on the main stage at uh canmore if i'm not mistaken um with uh, jeremiah singing um plain gold ring is that true that it was yeah, shot? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I recognize the backdrop there on the main stage of Canmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, where, where people can find those videos, I guess, is just silly. You can see them on, on YouTube if they go to YouTube yeah. or or if they go to our website. Uh, you yeah. can see them on our website. Uh, one of my favorite songs is uh, Nomadic Mood and Carolyn's Real. I think uh, a song that, that makes you want to dance if you are, are nimble on your feet. And I just I have to ask you because I think you will know what kind of what what timing is that for uh, that one? So. Uh, there, there's two kind of two parts to it. Okay. Um, the first one is in uh, what is it in nine I think or nine or eleven, um, and then the second part goes into four four. It just goes into a, okay. a regular uh, four four beat. But the first one is is uh, yeah it's it's not an even even. Uh, number i think it's 11 uh in the a sections yeah 
but you can see what I mean about the uh, getting you moving, eh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's really fun. Uh, and then Jeremiah saxophone wizardry, for sure. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. And this tune also has, um, uh, you know, we love um, we love learning about other instruments and 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 instruments that come out of different cultures, and one that has been sort of um, just it's such a beautiful sound is an instrument called, called the Daduk. Um, and so in the beginning of this song, you can hear Jeremiah kind of mimicking the sound of a Daduk. He's actually doing it on his saxophone. Um, but he does play the Daduk. He's been hired by people to play uh, Daduk on some albums and stuff. And so, um, uh, that, that's the beginning of this tune. You'll, you'll hear the sound of the Daduk and then it goes into a more traditional Celtic kind of groove afterwards. But, uh, Something we like to do is mix cultures and mix sounds together. So that's the nomadic mood part of, of this tune.
écoutez Planet Main Stage sur CGUM. A reminder, you're listening to an interview with Solon McDade of the McDades about their new 2021 album, The Empress. And uh, let's let's go to two Canadian covers. I think there's, there's just the two covers on the album, right? Where you're actually covering other artists. Is that right? Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's two covers and a traditional co- French. Right. Too. Okay, right. Yeah. So sundown, you know, I mean, I don't know what, what more we need to say about this too. It's uh, um, just uh, to me, it's a classic, classic uh, Canadian song. It really, to, when I hear this tune, I think about about Canada, and I think about Gordon Lightfoot, of course, who's uh, still with us and playing. I saw that he just played uh, in Massey Hall in Toronto this week, and um, yeah, it's 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 his tune, and. Um, you know, I just love kind of, he's got a lilt and, and a groove to the original that is so special. Um, but it's not something that like, sometimes you hear these songs and you just fall in love with them, but but you realize you, you, you can't just do a version, do the exact same version of his song. You can't just try to copy it note for note because we can't be Gordon Lightfoot. We're not, we're not him, we're, we're something else. And so we kind of heard this tune and we loved it and we embraced it. But we wanted to also be be really kind of connected to to ourselves and our music, and so this tune features uh, like an epic uh, saxophone solo in the middle of it because uh, my brother Jeremiah and I studied jazz uh, at McGill in Montreal, and uh, any occasion that we have to kind of let loose and and improvise and 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 play uh, a bit of a bombastic, you know, sax jazz rock inspired solo, we we have to go for it. Again. 
Yeah, it's it, they didn't write this tune. It's 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 actually an old tune from France, but uh, we we got this from uh, one of their very first records. It's a record called uh, Chicken Swell, and um, you know La Bottine Souriante to me to me they're 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 like Gordon Lightfoot. They're they're national treasures. You know the the um, influence of Quebec culture, Quebec music. Uh, but also the, their sense of joie de vivre and, and the pleasure that that uh, they openly kind of display when they perform is just so uh, it's so um, uh, what's the word it's it's inspiring but but it's also uh, infectious that's what I was trying to think of infectious um, and and when I when we are, whenever I hear this music I, I get my foot tapping. And uh, I get get just it's totally excited to 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 listen to any music from Quebec. So this is a chanson à répondre, which is like part of the Quebec culture, where one person sings a line and then the group, the ensemble, sing it back. And so Jeremiah is singing here, and and we're all we're all responding. And um, then in this the middle section of this tune. Uh, again, we were like, who can we feature? How can we kind of get this tune really to like another level? And we decided to feature the guitarist on, on here is uh, a guitarist from Vancouver named Andy Hillhouse. Um, and uh, he, he's the, uh, the soloist in the middle is, is Andy on guitar. Ça tue du vin blanc au oh, bravement. Oh, 
sorti trois écus blancs au bravement. Excuse me. The Lonely Road. It's a great lyric. <laughs> uh, I'll, ask, I'll ask you who wrote it. And it's uh, a great McDade blend of instruments again. And uh, it's certainly a favorite of mine on the album. Yeah. So, so The Lonely Road is, uh, is a David Francie uh, song um, oh. written, written by David. And, uh, you know, we, we've known David for many years. And uh, he's he's one of those people. When I see his name, like if we're playing at a festival or something, I, I and I see David France, I always think, oh, this is gonna be fun. He's just such a a great composer, a great songwriter, and uh, such a, a lovely person to be with. He's very genuine and um, uh, sincere. And so uh, we were actually collecting songs. One of the ideas we had, we, you know, when we get together, we come up with different ideas for, for kind of thematic uh, albums or concerts. And one of them is that we want to do an album of, of, of only Canadian songs, Canadian originals by Canadian songwriters. And, um, you know, David was one of the first people that we listed as, oh, we have to do a song by him. Gordon Lightfoot was another one. We have to do one by Gordon, uh, you know. And uh, so when we started to kind of explore David's music uh, more closely, Shannon, uh, who's the singer on this, really loved this too. She said, oh, I just love the feeling of it. I've, I've had that feeling. And it's, it's a song that is about just driving down the road by yourself, being alone and, and being, being just having a moment with yourself in your car, which I think, especially in Canada with our long, long highways, so many of us Canadians have experienced that, that kind of solitude and just cruising down the road and, and thinking about life, you know. Someone loves me, this I know Somewhere down the lonely 
sunshine, reminders of what's left behind. The wipers sweep, the taillights glow, no sign ahead, just a lonely road. Me, I just have home in mind, what's hard ahead gets left behind. North of seven, it's rock and snow and a gravel ride on a lonely road. You're listening to an interview with Solon McDade of the McDades about their brand new album, The Empress. And I think, Solon, I told you in our last interview that I believe the McDades stand with and are better than any group in their genre in the world. And uh, that it, it just becomes a matter of exposure to get that out to the world. And uh, are you hoping to to get out there at that that level that I I put you at again? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we we want to share our music with as many people as we can. It's very kind of you to say that. Like, there's just so much good music in the world, and and so many creative and and interesting people. Um, so I think one of the strengths that we have with our music is is this collectivity that that happens with the three of us and and the other people who who play on the record. We have there's uh, I don't remember maybe seven or eight guest musicians on this album and so you know we try to be respectful of, of them and their ideas and have have them feel very comfortable and relaxed when they record with us so that they can give us their best performance and and, and if they have ideas we we definitely want to you know hear them and and try try to use them and and uh make them feel a part of the collective. And, and I think we've been very lucky that way to be able to surround ourselves with, with such great musicians. And uh, uh, hopefully the music gets stronger because of that and, and the music uh, moves people. And, and, and we do want to share it, uh, you know, with, with as many people as we can. Um, we're a pretty indie band. We don't have a lot. We don't have a big business around us. So uh, I, I I always laugh when people talk about indie rock, and then I see like this army of people who who are working with them to promote their music and sell mm -hmm. their music and get it in stores. And then you go and talk to some of these folk musicians, and like they're just by themselves. So many of the the my favorite folk musicians, you know, they're they're working out of their car, they're driving to gigs, and and just all by themselves. And and we're we're kind of in that boat too. We we're lucky because we have uh, we have a group, a core, a band in the middle. But but we are indie and doing it ourselves. So it's 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 a process to get your music in front of people. And uh, luckily, we have people like you who help share the music and help help uh, help us to get it out there. And so. That's what we're doing. We're having fun playing music, being together, and hopefully people like it. Okay, well, let's finish with November the 8th. I heard, uh, I heard uh, Jeremiah and Shannon being interviewed. They, 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 they had a clip on uh, CKUA, and I understand that this was uh, written for Jeremiah's wedding. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, and, it was uh, by Shannon. I think it's it's beautiful, and I think it's probably to be stolen by many brides in the future. So, uh, you know what? Yeah, can you tell us about it before we finish with it? Um, yeah, uh, it's it's a song that Shannon uh, as a gift for Jeremiah's wedding uh, to his wife Caroline, who Caroline's reel is written for for Jeremiah's wife. Um, uh, she wanted to give them the gift and what better gift can you give somebody than than beautiful music i think that's one of the things that we're lucky to be able to share with people is is just a beautiful melody something that hopefully moves people and um shannon wrote just a gorgeous song for for that uh, for that ceremony and that that event so uh we talked earlier about touring and that sort of thing and i think you're saying it's sort of somewhat tentative so there's a few things there there i don't think the things that are on your website now which is mcdades.com are the christmas uh, concerts there's a whole slew of them coming up at the lucky church there in edmonton it's around december the 23rd right yeah actually we're going to add some more days those those shows that are on that site now have all sold out uh i think later today they're going to add three more concerts to that wow. series you guys will be tired out <laughs> <laughs> yeah but but yeah, so the 
and the best way your preferred way to uh to get get the music still would be just to go to the website then the mcdades.com yeah go to the website or check it out if you're if you're somebody who likes to stream music on on spotify or apple music or whatever it's all available there but if you want to buy the album you can buy it directly from us um and uh, it is slowly making its way into some music stores those that that exist but right now the the fastest way to get the music is is through the website yeah solon thank you so much my pleasure john thank you so much for the support and uh for yeah. including us in your show with we really we really appreciate it well thank you for what you guys do uh i always enjoy you guys it's like an amazing experience to hear you guys play live Great. and uh it's got to happen again i know it will yeah yeah let's do it <laughs> thanks Solon. my pleasure
Thanks to Solon McDade for the interview and quick romp through the great new music. Please visit themcdades.com for more. But that's not all. We kept the interview rolling and got into some more very interesting stuff. So in the second half of the show, stay tuned for more with Solon. Hi there, this is John, John Jones of the Oyster Band. Never stop moving. You're listening to Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM. We searched and searched to find a thread. I will never stop moving. Flood waters rising in my head. Stay. 
Hello, John here. Welcome to Hour 2 of Planet Mainstage, December the 4th. Much to my delight, that was brand new from Britain's oyster band, The Time Is Now, a harbinger of their new album, Read the Sky, out in early 2022, with a UK tour in April and May. We have lots more to come. A few Hanukkah songs in celebration, some promo and music for a banjo extravaganza on Home Roots Online, featuring, featuring our own Danny Kulak and more, and a postscript from Solon McDade that we captured as we kept the tape rolling with some very interesting further insights on his music and music in general. Stay tuned. But now it's time for our Name That Riff contest, a weekly contest where you get to participate and win. The way it works is I will play a song clip, you name it, and email me at planetm, all one word, at umfm.com. Last week's clip was the iconic Stan Rogers with the alternate Canadian anthem, Northwest Passage. And our winner was first-time caller, Matthew. Congrats, Matthew. You are the winner. Yay, I will get in touch for your CD prize. Okay, here is this week's riff, Not Far From Home. And up above us all. And again. And up above us all. Email planetm at umfm.com if you think you know the answer. Good luck. And up above us all. Okay, sometimes it's good to leave the tape running, as it were. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Solon McDade of the McDades and music from the new album, The Empress, in the first hour today. I think in this little extra exchange, you'll enjoy some additional insight into the final stages of making recording, and then thoughts on how the new music lives after the release. This is Solon McDade one more time. <laughs> we were recording in five different studios, Edmonton and Montreal. Uh, when, when we write together, we often will meet this and we're going to do it in March too. We have some shows in March and uh, we, we will go usually at least four or five days in advance and we'll have rehearsals and we'll kind of all be in one house and we'll write together and we'll rehearse and then we'll make lunch and then we'll play more. And we have like uh, uh, very intensive moments together and then we take a step back because of the technology now with you know with the internet we can just share it. the cool thing is somebody could be at home and come up with something and then email it to us and we, we share a lot of things online too so and then the final polishing the mysteries of what actually mastering is do you get a choice to who does that and you're content with whoever that's doing doing that part of it i guess too eh or... Yeah, well, um, we mix we mix the album in Montreal in a, with a studio here with an engineer that we really like uh, and has done some other albums for us. And then we actually had it mastered in uh, Toronto with another engineer that we've worked with for about 15 years. 
We tend to fall in love with people and then, you know, try to stick with them if we can, try to keep using the same people. And uh, like like with the artists as well, with Jeff, um, you know, you, you just get a confidence when you see these these lovely things come out and or you hear them and, and then you just think, yeah, this is, you know, why not go back to that well? It was such a delicious drink the first time. Let's Let's go back and get another shot of whatever that person has. And each of these people bring an element to the music, you know, uh, as a listener, you may not hear it, but, but the mastering has affected your, your interpretation of the music because they do add something. They're, they're not in the band. They're not playing. They're not arranging. But then when you think of a collective sound, they're, they are adding shading. They're adding colors. They're adding texture to the music that, that goes beyond what the playing from the players does, which is really special. And I think everybody who's worked on this album has just done such an incredible job, you know, especially under the circumstances. One of the guys, you know, with COVID, uh, the mastering guy was like living in a cabin outside of Toronto. And so he was driving into the city to do the work on the project. And then he was kind of nervous, I think about, about the, you know, transmission and things. And so there's like a stress that's added to the job that that's not normally there as, as I'm sure it is on air or with the radio program too. There's these elements that we're not used to having in our lives that, that are, are kind of constantly poking us, you know? Uh, so the, there is that time when you're needing to be together, right? But once that's done, then you're not needed to be around in the same room where the mastering and the and the engineering is going on, that sort of thing. Is that true? Or, or? Well, for, for the engineering, I was there yeah. when we were mixing the album. I was here because it was in Montreal. I was going into the studio and working with the engineer for that. And then we were sending tracks to Jeremiah and Shannon, and they would have comments. <laughs> and that's part of what slowed down this process is that we couldn't all be together. Yeah. So then those they would they would email our comments and then I would go back into the studio and we'd make changes and then we would send them back. And then the engineer discovered this really cool application where he could actually send them a live feed from from the studio where we were. So I was in Montreal in the studio and they oh. were at home in their houses. And they were hearing everything with about a second delay. So just barely delayed, you know. So they were in Edmonton listening to what we were doing. And then they would call me or text me and say, yes, that's that's it right there. Or, oh, no, we don't like this direction. Let's move into Let's go this way. Or um, So it was a longer process. It, and there were frustrations with it. It was, it was difficult sometimes. Um, but all in all it managed to allow us to do it even though we couldn't all be together uh, during the process mm -hmm. for the mastering process we 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 just send him the tracks and then he would work on it and then send the whole album back to us Great. and we would listen give it a listen and again we'd have comments we'd send those comments back to him and then he would make some changes and and that that's a slower process definitely yeah. but um but the extra time also allows you to kind of um, listen, it, you know, listening is a really interesting thing and, and something that I don't think we think about that much, but, but there's something I've thought about more and read more about is this idea of active listening, where you are giving 
a lot of your energy to being present and being in the moment and really actively listening, whether it be to music or, or your wife or your husband or your partner and your kids, whoever, whatever the case may be, but you're really giving, uh, your attention to that thing and, and, and sort of, uh, you know, when it's with a living person, you're giving them eye contact, you're giving them physical cues that you're present. Um, and for, for the music, uh, I think like so many people and myself included, it's become harder to, to listen to like a full album. It's become difficult to, to focus on those things because we have a lot of distractions because of our phones, our computers, our, our, our TV, and then also just life, you know, our families, our home life. The busy mind <laughs> yeah and so the 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 thing that was kind of nice about this record is that you could sit down and listen and be very active in your listening very very conscious of what you're listening to and then maybe make notes maybe give it a second listen and be more active with the writing of your notes more conscious of, of actually doing it and then you could take a day and not listen <laughs> and just do something else and be somewhere else and then come back and have a third listen and and then send your notes and then you know like the process was longer but i i think that it, it's a deeper process there's there's a, there's a more invested amount of energy that's given to to that process and so i'm trying to do that with music i'm trying to like Montreal has started to open up and you can go to gigs and stuff. I love going to see other people play. But one thing I've noticed is in the last few years is that there's often a moment where I want to look at my phone and I want to check if I got text messages or, you know, do something. And I'm trying to say to myself, what's going on in the music when I want to be when I'm allowing myself to be distracted and and I, I find myself being pulled to something else. What's happening? Am I being am, is there something in the performance that I'm not connected to anymore? Or am I just tired as a listener? Have I have I kind of lost my energy? Or am I bored? I mean, there's just all these things that are happening. And so whenever I find myself like putting my hand on my pocket, I'm trying to stop and say, wait, what's happening in this music right now that's making you turn off you know that that's that stopped you is that the song maybe the theme of the song is not connected maybe the lyrics aren't great maybe the person whatever whatever it may be but yeah. i'm trying to be active in that way i'm trying to be conscious and 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 i think all of us try to not not that phone thing but uh, all of us try to be very active in the process of making the record what you come up with there what you're aiming for here with the mastered product is that's the best you feel everybody sort of signs off on it and that's that's it that's we got it kind of thing but then yeah. from there you've got every time you play it after that that's what it was or supposed to be at this point in time but it can change as you go into the future right yes yes yeah. it, and and it and it should change it should evolve um you know i'm very torn with like uh this culture that we're living in right now that is very very um uh, we, we seem to be in a moment in music where we are honoring a lot of music from the sixties, like it's on a pedestal and it's just like this pinnacle of music. And, and not to say it isn't great music, like the Beatles are incredible. I love the Beatles, but I'm also getting a little tired of, of like all of the discussion being around the Beatles. <laughs> I, I think like music is alive 
and the creativity that we have and and the way that we express ourselves through music is is a living thing and it needs to be in the moment we need to go to gigs we need to like i i think that people should be less shy about singing for one another or be at a party and you do take out your guitar and you say, yeah, I'm going to sing you a song. And I think with phones and with like the culture that we have right now, people are very shy and very tentative about putting themselves out there. But I, I, I would love for music to be a more uh, living thing. That's more ingrained in us that like um, you don't have to be a professional music musician to, to sing for your friends. You can just, in love a song and, and sing or write a song or write a poem or write a short story and, and, and dance or, you know, just, I, we grew up playing in, in old time dances with our parents and we played in curling rinks and hockey rinks and out in fields in the middle of nowhere. And there was this generation that would be like my grandparents' generation, people who were, were, you know, in the war and who lived like in the thirties and forties, but, I saw beautiful dancing and I saw moments of real sincere uh, love and, and sort of intimacy with people on the dance floor where, where people would, would just spin around and do a waltz. And it was just like a, bo- a beautiful kind of thing. And I feel like I'm experiencing less of that because people are, are more self-conscious and, and more aware of cameras and, and these kinds of things. And uh, you know, I just, I just think music should live. It should, it should grow. It should change. It should, and uh, um, if you go see a band one day, I hope you love it and you fall in love with that band. But then when you go see them a second time, maybe it will be completely different. And wouldn't that be cool if you fell in love with them a second time? You yeah. saw them again and you said, oh, they did this this time and they did that. And I didn't expect that. And it was so cool. Instead of just playing the same track over and over and over again, you know. And Anyway, that, that's what we try to do is just be in the moment play live that moment together with 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 the audience and then uh, the next day will be another moment it will be something else that's great now i've got part two of solon for the next week's show anyway i think <laughs> <laughs> once again thank you solon the new album the empress at the mcdades.com well this week was hanukkah festival of the lights in the jewish tradition and an early Hanukkah on the Jewish calendar this year, usually coinciding with Christmas. Happy Hanukkah to all my Jewish friends. This new set has three tunes to celebrate. One by Orit Shomoni, Jewish klezmer group Fargan Eigen, and the Yiddish Philharmonic Chorus. But we will start once more with the McDades, with their father Terry, from one of their seasonal albums, Winter Rose. This is Snow Snow. Down, covers the holes, 
covers the rich homes and the poor souls, covers the station, covers the tracks, covers the footsteps of those who'll not be back. Snow, snow, falling down, covering up my dirty old town. Under the street lamp, there stands a girl. Looks like she's not got a friend in this world. Look at the big flakes. Come drifting down, twisting and turning around and round. Snow, snow, falling down, covering up my dirty old town. Snow, snow, falling. Covering up my dirty old
I hope you're enjoying all that great music out there. I'm Kinsey Posen from the group Finjan, and you're listening to Planet Mainstage with your host, John Prentice, on 101.5 UMFM. Ich 
go with the flow This is Amelia Curran saying glad you dropped by to listen to Planet Mainstage on 101.5 UMFM. Takes all of the courage and none of the pride To stand in the threshold, to sit down inside Where we are not babies, no we are not new in our tiny glass houses with a beautiful view
hi, hi, reach me, John, at planetm at umfm.com. And for Planet Mainstage in general, playlists and podcasts, go to umfm.com. That was Connell O'Greda, the eavesdropper and Strop the Razor. Born in Cork in 1961, Connell O'Greda has been long at the forefront of traditional Irish flute playing and certainly has one of the most distinctive sounds. Visit Connell O'Greda, C-O-N-A-L-O-G-R-A-D-A dot com. Before that, three tunes with a Hanukkah flair, Oric Shimoni's Delicate Times, from her new album, Strange and Beautiful Things, Dre Dreidel, Fun, from Israeli group Farganigan, and started with the Yiddish Philharmonic Choir, Borak Eta, Blessed Are Thou, a song of thankfulness. It started with Terry McDade and the McDades with their seasonal song, Snow, Snow, from their Winter Rose. Okay, our last set features musicians from the next Home Roots online show, Friday, December 10th, 7 p.m., that's next Friday. Musical Roots, a celebration of diverse musical influences and backgrounds. This online broadcast features artists from Quebec, Nova Scotia, and Manitoba, Kea Cater, Morgan Tony, and Daniel Kulak. Danny, world-renowned innovator and talent on the banjo from right here in Winnipeg, will appear with his children, also talented musicians, Amina and George. Kea, having learned the banjo in this city, now well-established in diverse musical directions. And Morgan Tony, a well-loved 21-year-old Mi'kmaq individual, originally from Nova Scotia. Morgan combines his Mi'kmaq roots and his love of Cape Breton Celtic tunes in the creation of this fresh new music, which he calls Mi'kmaq. We will hear Kojua, Get Ready to Dance, a piece by Danny Kulak and Carnell Sawitzki in Nestor Falls, and to start Sun to Sun from Folk Alley Sessions by Kea Cater on Planet Mainstage.
message been on time I got a friend in penitentiary doing nine Went to the river 19 and 10 Women in the ball and chain Just like men Chew tobacco and spit my juice I love somebody but it ain't no Sun, sun, spend my money when the work is done. Wouldn't mind working, sun, sun, spend my money when the work is done. Wouldn't mind working from sun to sun. If you pay my money when the work is done. Just get off, he's a 
Kojua by Morgan Tony, Daniel Kulak and Carnell Sawitsky in Nestor Falls, and started with Sun to Sun by Kea Cater. Check out Kea, Danny, and Morgan as part of Musical Roots, Home Roots Online, next Friday, December 10th, homeroots.ca. Check in with Planet Mainstage anytime on umfm.com. Email me at planetm at umfm.com. Thanks to Solon McDade for the great interview. If you missed it, it's available anytime on umfm.com, Planet Main Stage Podcasts. Once again, continue to live safely, but enjoy this wonderful world. And be kind to all. One more from The Empress by The McDades, The Oracle and The Knot, featuring the passionate, powerful fiddle of Shannon Johnson. Thanks for being there. Bye-bye.
on the air on 101.5 UM-FM. Keep that flame burning.